Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Catching Feelings podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, since we haven't filmed since... Or recorded. Since we haven't recorded anything since the off-season. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do a spring training update. Yeah, we kind of just got to fill in on everything that's happened. Yeah. So, today we're going to talk about spring training. So, I went up early for spring training for minicamp. To my demise. Yeah. (laughs) They actually know that. We ended off, like, right before you were about to leave for spring training. Before the UH season even started. Okay, sick. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I went up early for minicamp, and it was really good. Uh, The MLB lockout was happening. Right, I forgot about that. At the time of that. So, I got a lot of work in with, like, the major league staff, which was really cool. And, well, funny story about that. We had a minicamp meeting on, like, the first day. And the president of the Phillies comes in, and he told us, like, because of the lockout, we're not allowed to talk to any of the major league staff on the field, because somebody might, like, take a picture and, like, post it or whatever. Yeah, it was just a lot of controversy at that time. Yeah, so we're only allowed to talk to them, like, indoors. So that was cool. I got to hit with hit with uh, Kevin Long, who's the major league hitting coach, and he has, like, a really good resume of guys who he has coached so that was cool i learned some stuff from him but i mostly just want to talk about like the the new front office that we have so like we got a new farm director who is don manningly's son that's probably like he's probably so sick of people calling him don manningly's son (laughs) probably i mean he played himself yeah he was a first round draft pick he He never made it but he never made it to the MLB despite being a first-round draft pick. Yeah. But I think that's what makes him so good. Mm. And, like, he, he says it himself all the time, like, that he gets, he understands how difficult it really is to play minor league baseball. Like, he totally gets it. And that's why I really love, like, the new vibes this year. It's crazy. Change the culture. I feel a lot more free to just, like, go out and play and, like, be myself because I don't feel like there's going to be I'm going to be reprimanded for, like, doing something bad or whatever. Oh, interesting. So, like, in high school, for example, let's say, like, you're always thinking about them, like, reprimanding you. Like, that kind of thing would restrict you in the past. Like, if you cheer too loud or if you celebrate too much, like, that kind of thing in the back of your mind you think would hinder your... No, well, it's not really, like, it's not really that. It's more, like... No shade to the front office we had before, but, like, it was just intimidating every time they would come around. Oh, I see. For no particular reason, like... Like, why do they have to be an intimidating figure? Yeah, like, for me, like, they never yelled at me or anything, but for some reason, every time they would come around, it was just, like, scary to... I was scared to make a mistake. Yeah. Because I didn't want them to, like, think badly of me. Mm-hmm. But with the new guys we got now... If I make a mistake, like, I don't care at all because I know when I come back into the dugout after making an error or whatever, like, we're just going to have a conversation about it and just talk through, like, what I was thinking and why I was thinking it. And as long as you have a why for what you did, like, nobody will be mad at you. Yeah, it's kind of like a relationship. Like, communication is everything. And Mm -hmm. if you just disclose everything and have really good communication with your higher-ups, then... Like, I feel like it makes it a lot better. 
like a lot of insecurity and anxiety comes from mm, a lack of communication yeah i think that's definitely what it was in the past it was that lack of communication yeah because you're like what are they thinking like yes are they gonna release me like i have no idea what they feel about me for sure they don't even bother to ask me anything yeah definitely no that's definitely what it is yeah what it was but it's so different now so like with with preston now he he doesn't talk very much but he keeps it really simple his biggest things his biggest thing is just playing the game the right way which means like running on and off the field hard playing with good energy every day and like being a good teammate that's it and if you do those things your personal results will come the team results will come and like we're gonna win that's huge so like we talk about changing the culture like that's it like keep it simple and it has to be things that like you can control like you everybody can control running on and off the field yeah it's just a matter of effort all controllables that's so true because i feel like a lot of people try to change the culture of their program like they come in with these ideas but they may not even know themselves what their principles are yeah because like i think keeping it simple is so important Mm -hmm. for the players especially when you're a younger player yeah like to know exactly what your boss man wants totally helps and it releases a lot of like takes off a lot of stress definitely from your players then there's no conflicting principles within the like higher ups like a culture building a culture shouldn't revolve around wins and losses like we started the season one and eight all right that sucks right there was a couple plays here and there that if we made them maybe we would have won maybe if we got a hit in this certain situation we would have won but like we weren't playing bad the energy was great everybody wanted to win so like the eight losses who cares like our manager did not care yeah he said it's not about the wins and losses it's about showing up every day and playing hard and then what changed we just started winning yeah (laughs) all of a sudden yeah yeah is there anything else you want to cover about spring training um apparently we had the highest per diem in all of baseball Oh, that's really Spring good. Spring training per diem. Wow. But it was still only like $26 a day. <laughs> wow. And that's the highest. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Well, they do feed you like two meals a day. So. Yeah. But the crazy thing is that we, uh, they were talking about not even paying people in spring training at all. Like during the lockout, I remember they were saying that. Yeah. Because the, the owners were saying like, it's for it's your a privilege. Benefit. Yeah. It's yeah. for your benefit to go to spring training. And it's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is my job also. Yeah, it's my job, first of all. And, like, let's say I didn't show up for spring training. I'll get cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's mandatory, basically. Yeah. So, I don't know what that was all about. But, yeah, Phillies, are li- Phillies minor league baseball players are... We're living okay. I feel like the Phillies organization is on the up. Definitely. The big thing for me, too, is they changed the dress code this year. In the past, we had to wear collared shirts to the field every day. But now you, you can wear whatever you want pretty much what practically whatever you want that looks professional yeah so like and you do end up wearing a collared shirt most days anyway yeah i mean kind of but like most days i'll just wear plain colored t-shirt shorts and shoes as long as you look clean and professional i think it's so important to eliminate old outdated rules that have absolutely no meaning to them yeah like okay we talk about this 
in my household, but the chain rule in baseball. They've, I've always grown up thinking that it was like a safety thing. Like you can't wear a necklace in baseball because it's for safety. What kind of safety rule is wearing a chain violating? Yeah. It just makes no sense to me. It's just like those old purest people who will never get over their old values. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the new culture of the Phillies about like playing freely. Yeah. So like before wearing a collared shirt to the field used to just be like a hassle. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do I want to wear the next, tomorrow? Oh, shoot. I got to wear a collared shirt again. But now I can wear whatever I want. So if I feel comfortable walking into the field yeah. and I feel like I look look, look good, good, yeah, like I'm going to play good. Like, hey, I'm looking kind of good today. Yeah. <laughs> feel good, look good, play good. Exactly. That, I was actually like kind of curious about this because it kind of ties into like the whole chain and like clothing thing. But like I remember after Freddie Freeman got traded to the Dodgers, there's like some controversy between him and Ronald Acuna Jr. about how like Ronald Acuna obviously plays the game a certain way, which is opposite of what Freddie Freeman plays. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but somehow maybe he like stole on or like hit a home run. Like I forget anyway, but it was basically the debate between playing flashy and being humble. And it kind of goes hand in hand with like, do you want to be a good teammate or do you want to be like a confident player? Like does being humble and being a good teammate like are they synonymous do you think like do you have to be like selfless in the sense that you're like nah i think this guy is gonna do better than me today he should play in front of me or is it better to be like the flashy guy that's like i'm the best always i think there's a difference between i don't know to me like there's like this spectrum though i think i think for me every time you do like hit a home run or whatever you should act like you've done it before. Okay. So, like, when guys hit home runs and, like, bat flip and stuff, like, I mean, it's cool. But I think I still have a little bit of, like, traditional baseball in me yeah. where, like, I don't want to show up the pitcher by bat flipping because then if he doesn't like it and the guy after me gets hit in the ribs with a fastball, uh, then it's, like, my fault. Yeah, you know? like, that's not cool. Yeah. I don't know, though. Like, I think it's kind of cool to, like, pimp your home run a little bit. Yeah, I think it's okay to have, like, some swagger if you hit a home run. Yeah. But, like, the bat flip and, like, I don't know. Maybe not bat flip and, like, watching it, but the way one of your teammates did it is as he was making his way from third to home, he, like, pounded his chest and was, like, yelling at your dugout. Yeah. Like, I think celebrating with your team, that that was cool. Like, it was a cool moment. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely it. Yeah. There's a difference between, like, pimping a home run and, like, celebrating with your team. Yeah. Like, showing up the pitcher or, like, just being happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be honestly weird if you didn't celebrate with your team after. Yeah. Like, when he was pounding his chest, I could see some people being mad at that. But he was doing it to your team. Yeah. So. If I'm the opposing team and I see somebody, like, do something towards their dugout. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't. That's fine. That wouldn't offend me at all. Yeah. Even though it was, like, very bold and flashy. Yeah. Yeah. But if they hit a bomb and walk halfway up the line and then flip the bat, yeah. then I got a problem with that. Yeah. Totally, totally. So, like, after you guys walk it off, you definitely celebrate, right? Yeah. Like, but it's or, with our team. Yeah. Or, like, have a big win. Yeah. You, like, definitely celebrate. Yeah, but it's with the team. Yeah. So, like, not necessarily act like you've done it before, but you don't have to show up the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
It's definitely a balance, though. There's, like, a spectrum. Yeah. And that's a big, big controversy going on in baseball right now about, like, growing the game. And some people are saying, like, the way to grow the game is, like, the bat flips and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, make it flashy. But I don't know. I think, like, exactly what your teammate did was just as cool as the bat flip. Yeah, definitely. Like, it was just as hype and celebratory. It was just within good taste. Going back to spring training, like, this is my first year breaking spring training with a full season team. Mm -hmm. So, like, that experience has been pretty cool. Like, I had my first ever opening day. Oh, right. Um, like I get to wear all the cool uniforms from the beginning. Like last year, I I got called up like halfway through the year, so I didn't really get to wear a lot of the uniforms. Yeah. But like, I've worn a couple cool ones this year. Star Wars jersey. Yeah, we had a Star Wars jersey, like an R two D two jersey. That was sick. And then they auctioned them off after. Yeah. Did your parents get one? They tried to, but somebody else bought it. Wow, that's shocking. I had I had one teammate that wanted his own wanted to buy his own jersey. Yeah. And some random person, like, kept bidding on it. So they spent, like, $500 on their own jersey. Wow. Yeah. I did not realize that they would go for that much. Yeah. I think starting bid is, like, $75 or wow. something. Maybe 100 That's really good. I would want to bid on, like, Painter's jersey or someone. Yeah, and they're all autographed. Wow. So whoever bought Painter's jersey got really lucky. I know. That's another thing is, like, the pitching in college has not been very impressive to me. Like, even on Friday nights, I'm still kind of like, they're good, but they're not great. Yeah. But watching professional pitching, I was just blown away. Yeah, I mean, today was a Sunday day game. Yeah. Right? The last game of the series, and it's during the day. Yeah. So it's hot as balls, and the two pitchers were still throwing 95. I've been keeping up with Painter's stats a little bit because every time I watch a live game and like check the box score to see how you're doing, I look at his stats and I'm just like, that is insane. Sometimes he'll go like six innings with almost all strikeouts. I think he's the best pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I've never seen somebody so dominant. Yesterday he, didn't you say he hit 102? Yesterday he threw 101. 101? Twice. Wow. And yesterday wasn't even like a good outing for him. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just <laughs> but he's so still dominant. Didn't give any runs. Yeah, he actually makes the distance between the rubber and home plate look like softball distance. Yeah, I think like a couple weeks ago we played the Yankees, and Painter went like five innings with fourteen strikeouts. That's insane. So only one out out of his five innings was like a ground ball. <laughs> oh my god! The rest were all strikeouts. Yeah, I can't even imagine what it's like to just be that dominant. Yeah, and the crazy part is, too, he's been getting through the whole season just throwing fastball slider. Like, he has a curveball in the changeup, but he hasn't even thrown it yet. He's literally throwing fastball slider only, and guys still don't hit it. That's insane. But, yeah, like, going back to college pitching, like, if someone hit 94 in a game, I'd be like, well, that guy's, like, pretty good. He should be playing Friday nights. And then now, like, pretty much every pitcher is hitting 94, like. Yeah. There's guys that are throwing 94, 95, and I step in the box, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to crush this. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, whatever. Oh, I know. So, since this is my first time joining the Threshers, like, straight out of spring training. Yeah. We got to go into the big league locker room, like, right after big league oh, spring right, training right, ended. Right. And, like, a lot of these guys in the big leagues, like, leave their their stuff that they don't want behind. 
So like, it's been crazy, like a crazy experience because, well, first of all, we get all the leftover like water and snacks and stuff. And these guys are drinking Fiji water <laughs> in the clubhouse. Yeah, because in the complex, like the rookie complex, you guys yeah, are drinking Yeah, in the rookie Dasani. complex, we're drinking Dasani. <laughs> in the big leagues, they drink Fiji water. Like, are you kidding me? It's just unnecessary. And sparkling water. We have glass bottle sparkling water. I feel like I'm in the show. And not only that, the players, I, I guess they can't bring all of their equipment with them. So they just leave a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or like, even for you, like you have way more equipment than you need. Yeah, for sure. So I'm pretty cool with our clubby. So I asked them if I could go into like the storage room, yeah. the equipment storage room. And then there's like a wall just full of baseball bats wow so he let i, I picked out maybe like six bats wow and then I, I gave him a tip for letting me go in there and he gave me uh he gave me nike catcher's gear which is crazy yeah because you can only get nike's catcher's gear if you're a pro or if your college team is sponsored by nike yeah you can't just like buy nike gear yeah i mean some people sell it but it's like resold from like professional people. yeah but yeah so I got Nike gear and like seven baseball bats. Sick. And something crazy that I didn't realize is that Major League bats, the wood is incredible. Like it's a huge difference from minor league bats or like the bats that you would just buy online. Really? The wood is way better. Wow. It's like really hard. And like when you hit the ball, it it just makes a big difference. Wow. It's crazy. Not like better than your old hickories? Yeah. In terms of the wood, like the quality of the wood. Weird thing I've learned about baseball bats, but it makes sense. So like baseball bats are made out of wood. I swing maple and I heard that the bat companies that are like up north have the best wood because the colder climates up there and like the, the rain or whatever, it makes the wood like more durable. Oh, interesting. Weird. Like if you got wood from like Florida, it wouldn't be good. It's probably like soft and moisture ridden. But up north, it goes through, like, the harsh winters, and then the wood just ends up really hard. <laughs> Something only you would know. Crazy. A little baseball knowledge. Another crazy thing is, like, college players, they're, like, full-grown men. Like, there's some 23, 24-year-olds on college teams, and they're, they're doing well. Like, they're showing people up, like, getting hits. But they're using metal bats. Yeah. And I'm like, how is that legal? We were. That's we were, so dangerous. We were in chilling in the hotel room together one time. Me and the boys. Yeah. We were watching college baseball. I think we were watching Arkansas play somebody. Like Tennessee or something? Yeah, I don't know. And then I brought up the question, like, uh, so Arkansas is, like, always the top five country in the team. Yeah. I brought up the question, country like. Country in the team. Oh. Arkansas is always a top five team in the country. Yeah. So I brought up the question, like, if our Threshers team played Arkansas, do you think we would win? Yeah. And everybody said yes. Like, without a doubt, we would absolutely destroy them. Well, your team is, like, really good this year. But maybe in the I guess. But, like, I don't know. They're definitely not seeing 94, 94, 95 every single day in college. Like, just an average guy. Even if, even yeah. if it's Arkansas. True. And they're using metal bats. I was here two games. I remember the first time you picked up a wood bat. I was like, put that down and pick up back up a metal bat because you're not hitting bombs like you used to yeah but now i'm i watched two games i think i saw over seven nukes just from our team yeah because i guess if you put it this way like 
everybody on my team has been drafted and made it past rookie ball well not only that but like not everybody on arkansas or tennessee or vanderbilt or whatever will get drafted true but everybody on our team has true so like we've got to be better yeah right that's very true like you've got multiple like first round second round yeah. third round guys and they would definitely beat them yeah well if all of your teammates agree and like yeah. i mean of course you guys would but without a doubt i don't know it would be an interesting it's it's always a topic of conversation yeah that would be cool that would be really sick actually if it we would could play somebody cool that would be an interesting like matchup. a good college team yeah you'd have to be like on your a game but you would for sure win not an easy win but. i also think college baseball I, I think the only way they would beat us is if they play college baseball like bunt oh, and all that kind of stuff i have not seen because we don't do bunt. that kind of stuff we just hit home runs yeah 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 i've just seen people do like situational hitting but no like bunting or we hardly bunt or hit and run we don't do none of that slashing yeah (laughs) yeah that's so true if they did if we played a college team and they started doing that i think we wouldn't know what to do yeah i want to bring up a crazy baseball game that just happened recently (laughs) these are very baseball-esque episodes so yeah for our specific audience this happened a few days ago in the major leagues the Angels were playing the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Okay, so the Angels were beating the Rays like 10 to 0. Yeah. So the Rays brought in a position player to pitch because uh-huh. it was a blowout game. So they brought in a position player to pitch. And first of all, Mike Trout hits a home run off the position player because Mike Trout is so good. And then Anthony Rendon goes up to the plate left-handed, and he's a righty. Yeah. He goes up to the plate left-handed. And he hits a home run left-handed. Why? As a joke? Yeah. That's so disrespectful. He hit a home run left-handed off a position player. That is very disrespectful. Isn't that crazy? But that's, that is crazy. That was absolutely mind-blowing. And then on top of that, the Angels pitcher threw a no-hitter in the same game. Wow. Isn't that out of, wow. outrageous? That's so mean, though. That's like the craziest baseball game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Somebody hits a left-handed bomb off a position player, and then the guy throws a no-hitter. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got? Oh, the other day on the field, Yeah. We're, we went out early for practice before the game, and somebody mentioned, like, isn't it, is it, isn't it starting to feel weird that we come out here and do the same thing every single day? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, totally. Like, it's starting to feel so weird. Almost like a dream where it's like, huh, I just did this yesterday. And I'm doing it again today. And I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And it, you know what I'm saying? Not really. It feels like a simulation. Really? Yeah. Explain. But then but then that, that conversation turned into like, yeah, but isn't it also crazy that like we're the best in the world at what we do? Yeah. Aside from the major leaguers, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But well, like, still, even like including them. Yeah. If you get drafted and you play pro ball, like... We're like the top... I don't know, 2,000 players in the world or something? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then it, that made me think about a mental skills meeting we had one time about a bell curve. You know what a bell curve is? Yeah. It looks like a bell. So, like, on the far left side, down low, is there's, like, a pretty small amount of, like, really bad baseball players. Mm-hmm. And then as it goes up, there's more and more and more and more, like, average baseball players. Then when you get to the peak, it's, like, a lot of, like, average baseball players. And then as you go to the right side of the bell curve, it starts going down, right? Mm. And that's where we are. That's crazy. And a lot of times we lose, pers- we lose perspective of that. Yeah. Like, 
how far we've really come. Wow. And how good we are. That's powerful. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. A lot of times we go out to the field. I think that's where I'm trying to get at is like we go out to the field and it's just like another day of practice. But yeah. like, or like I suck. I'm in a slump. Yeah. Like we take it well. for granted, like how good we really are. Yeah, for sure. You made it so far. Not to say that like you shouldn't strive for more. Yeah. But yeah, it's so true. Even as like a college athlete, you should mm-hmm. be thinking that way. Yeah. Um. Okay. One last thing. So, like, watching your guys' games versus, like, the college and high school games, it is very different, but I wanted to ask how much you think momentum matters in a game. Because, like, in high school, I feel like it's everything. Like, unless you have momentum, you're not doing well. Like, or else just one guy will get hit and no one's going to, like, make anything happen. But I feel like once you get a momentum as a high school team, like, everything starts happening and everyone starts hitting. No, that's 100% still part of the game really yeah like our team is playing really well right now and something i've noticed is like when we score most times we score more than one run in an inning Mm, it's always multiple and that's because of momentum yeah like one guy gets on base another guy gets on base somebody hits a double in the gap couple runs score then somebody hits a home run it's just like that's always how it works yeah i i think i asked you this already but like so This year in the ILH was actually pretty crazy because every team we've played has actually been kind of disrespectful. Like, a lot of guys chirping, and not just, like, cheering, but honestly, like, taking personal digs at the other team's players. Yeah. So, like, how much do you think cheering matters in terms of, like, giving your team momentum? Because, like, I was asking you, like, do you guys cheer a lot or celebrate? Does it matter? I think it's for our team... Like, I mean, we're, we're cheering. We're not like, Taking we're not like digs. doing softball chants and stuff. Okay. Like, <laughs> we're like saying let's go and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like all it takes is one guy to step up and get a big hit. Yeah. And then everybody like feels the energy and like feeds off of that. Yeah. And then it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps yeah. going. I mean, the crowd is so loud in the pro games that I don't even hear you guys. But is there ever a time where you guys just go nuts? Not really. So, like, how do you gain momentum then? For me, it comes from plays. Like, a lot of times it starts on defense. So, like, for example, okay, well, one, one thing I will say is when you're on offense and you score a couple of runs, the biggest momentum killer is putting up a zero on defense the next inning. Oh. But, like, if you score a run and then the other team scores a run right after that, then, like, I mean, you're right back to where you started. Yeah. But if you score a run... And then shut the other team down. Yeah. Now they're feeling down. Yeah. Because we just scored off of them and they didn't score. Uh, oh, so that's a moment, momentum builder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like a diving play. Yeah. Because like what is momentum? I always feel like it's cheering. Like the team yelling, everyone getting excited. No. Nah, I don't think so. It's more of just like a feeling you guys have within your team. Yeah. I think a big part of the game in professional baseball that doesn't happen in like high school is like having conversations during the game mm-hmm. about like if I had just had a net bat against a new pitcher, like relaying what I saw to the next guys mm-hmm. to help them go into the plate, go up to the box and like build their plan yeah. and know what to look for. That's interesting that you say that because I feel like in high school, the guy walking back to the dugouts, I was like asked, telling the guy on deck like, oh, what'd you see? What'd you see? This is what I saw. You don't think it happens in high school? I don't think that... In high school, the pitchers are consistent enough to, like, 
do the same thing to the next batter. I see. That makes sense. One thing that you mentioned to me is that you're thinking so much more now when you play the game versus back in high school. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I find myself doing it mostly on defense. Yeah. Where, like, I'll be playing first base, and then I run the situation through my head. Like, okay, if this guy hits the ball at me, what am I going to do with the ball? Like, where am I going to throw it? What am I going to do? Yeah. Or if he gets a hit, like, where do I need to line up? That kind of stuff. I also find myself doing it on the bases. Like, okay, if he hits a ground ball, I got to go. If he hits a line drive, I need to go back. Yeah. I definitely didn't have those thoughts before. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of me playing the game more. Yeah. And, like, learning that stuff. I don't know. This is why, like, I would love to be a coach one day when my playing career is done. Yeah. I like helping others, first of all. Like... I like to help somebody, like, feel something in their swing and it clicks for them and then they feel good. Like, I love that. Mm. But not only, like, the swing stuff or, like, whatever, but, like, understanding the game. That's that's one of the things that I'm really appreciative for with our manager this year, Marty. Because, like, I mean, everybody, for the most part, is fundamentally good. But it's a matter of, like, understanding the game with Marty. And, like, he's really big on, like, teaching the game of baseball. So, like... He coaches third base, and I get to third base. He says, okay. Oh, the other day, I was on third base with no outs, and Simmons was batting, and the infield was playing in. And Marty told me, like, small secondary here because... Or he said, take a small secondary. I said, why? And he told me because it's Simmons' job to drive me in. It's not my job to score. Yeah. So there's no point in me taking an aggressive secondary and then, like, getting picked off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's his job to drive me in. Yeah. Like, that's something that I never would have thought of unless he explained it to me. Cause it's easier to, like, the situational hitting that I've seen so far in pro ball is, like, really good. That's why. Like, guys know how to just drive the runner in. Yeah. But you can't really rely on that when you're younger. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, I don't know. One thing is, like, do you guys have leaders on your team? Or is it just your manager? That's interesting. That's something I've I've thought about myself. Yeah. Because like, I had a meeting with Preston in spring training. Yeah. Where he told me I was going to go to Clearwater and, like, he wants me to be a leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really a vocal guy yeah. very much. Like, I'm definitely, I definitely shy away from, like, confrontation. Okay, yeah. So, like, I'll never get in somebody's face when they do something wrong and like tell them you need to do this yeah and i don't think it's fair to put that on a player yeah but like it's definitely important to have leaders in the clubhouse yeah i wouldn't say we have one particular guy that is but it just works i don't know i think we have multiple guys that kind of what kind of things that they do we don't really take charge of the clubhouse and say like because to me when i think of like a leader in the clubhouse yeah it's like when a guy shows up late then the leader should go up to him and be like, hey, man, like, you can't do that. Like, yeah. It's pro ball. If this was a real job, like, you'd be fired. Yeah. That, to me, that's what a leader is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's not me, first of all. Yeah. And I don't know if I know how to be a leader without doing that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you feel like the leaders on your team do? Like, what makes them a leader then? They do that? Kind I of think thing? it's I think being a leader is about building relationships with everybody on the team. Wow. So like. I'd say majority of the time, the catchers are usually the leaders of the clubhouse because, like, we work with all the pitchers and we know all the hitters yeah. because we 
we play both sides of the field, right? Yeah. And oh, you're something right. I've noticed this year, like I haven't caught a single game yet this year, even though like I'm a catcher slash first baseman. I haven't caught a single game yet, but I've still been catching bullpens. And like I love catching bullpens because I'm 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 not talking about like warming guys up before the game. I'm talking about like during practice when guys are trying to work on stuff. I love catching those bullpens because like we have conversations about like what are you trying to work on and like what's your intention with this pitch and then like figuring out ways to get them to execute and then when they do execute like like tell them like tell them good job don't just like stand there and catch the ball like, it's so important to tell guys good job yeah i think that's what being a leader is is like build, having a good relationship with everybody really oh my gosh that's so cute. i think so i honestly think so because if everybody is friends with everybody then everybody's going to do the right thing. Yeah, and you all hold each other accountable just out of caring for the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, somebody... Today was a Sunday day game. Somebody went out to the clubs last night, and we had to get up this morning at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning Yeah. after we finished our game last night at, like, 10 p.m. Yeah. But this guy went out, and he showed up late to the field today. But he normally catches a ride with somebody, and that, the guy that usually drives him said, like, Dude, I was calling him, like, I was knocking on his hotel door. He he just wouldn't wake up. He was sleeping. So he came to the field. The guy the guy came to the field late. And then, like, everybody goes up to him and is like, like, why were you late? Mm. There's no reason you couldn't be here on time. Yeah. I think that accountability. Yeah. It's not like one guy reprimanding you, but it's like, it's the whole team. You're all together. Yeah. And it's not like a like a fu kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's more just like like you can't be doing that. Like, like you come just, on, you, you have to be better. You're better than that. Yeah. Like we want you to succeed, so yeah. it's out of you. Like you really just care for each other. Yeah, I love that because I was thinking back to like high school and how we didn't really have leaders on the team, and like it's honestly a lot to ask a teenager to be a leader. Like, there's always team captains in high school sports, but I don't really think I know what that means to be a captain. I mean, most time the captain is just the best player on the team. Yeah, or, like, the captain is iced out from the rest of the group. Yeah. And I don't think you really need that on a team because you're supposed to be one unit. That's yeah. what the coach is for, right? I like what you said about how being a leader is, like, it's kind of like everyone, like, just being connected to other people, yeah. having good relationships. And it's doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, I can see in certain instances where you would hold the older guys to a higher standard. Like, expect more out of them so that the younger guys can follow and you can, like, continue the culture. We have a thing going this year. It's Preston's saying. So, like, the Phillies, we wear a P on our chest every single day, right? Yeah. So, Preston came up with this thing called Protect the Standard. Yeah. So, he made a t-shirt with the Phillies P and it says Protect the Standard. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about, like, doing the right thing every day and, like, being a good teammate and holding each other accountable, like, protect the standard. Wow. Love that. It's, like, a common theme this year that I've seen is the difference between, like, being selfless and, like, being confident in yourself. Like, playing for yourself and also playing for the team. Because, like, even at the high school through pro ball level, you're always trying to, like, you always have yourself in the back of your mind like whether it's trying to get a division one scholarship trying to get drafted or 
you know, playing for the scouts that show up to the pro ball games. Yeah. It's like, there's always yourself that you got to look out for, but like, it's hard to do that and also be for the team. Well, that's a conversation we have a lot Yeah. in the clubhouse is about like, you got to figure out why you played baseball and like, be honest with yourself. Like you could go around the clubhouse and ask why you play. Some people would say, because I want to be famous. Some people would say, because I want to make a lot of money. Or you might say, like, for my family's security, like, whatever it might be. I don't think it should be about, like, well, I'm better than this guy. Why am I not playing? So uh, Marty told us a story about this guy named Chipper Jones, who's a, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people probably don't know this, but Chipper Jones used to have, like, extreme migraines. Like, almost every single day. And so then, before the games, like, Chipper Jones would go sit in the showers. He would bring a chair into the showers and turn off all the lights so it's dark. And then just, like, sit under the water in the showers to, like, help his migraine go away. And so then Marty asked him, like, dude, how do you do it? Like, you go out there and play every single day and, you like, your head is killing you. And Chipper Jones said, every day that I don't go out and play is a chance that I could have got four hits. Wow. So the thing you were saying about... So the thing I was telling Micah is that, like, do you think it's a selfless move to say, no, coach, I'm not doing that great today. Let the other guy do a job because I don't know if I'm going to do that well today. Like, is that a selfless move or... That doesn't sound selfless to me. That sounds like you're doubting yourself. Yeah. I think even if you are struggling, I've been struggling this year. Yeah. But, like... It took a coach to tell me this, but I finally figured it out. Like, I'm here for a reason. I know I'm good. You just got to, like, have that self-belief. Yeah. I think belief is way more powerful than self-doubt and being selfless, yeah. per se. I think it's way more like, important I'm to, struggling, like, find your confidence. If I'm struggling, there is absolutely no shot I'm telling the coach, hey, put somebody else in. I'm, I'm not doing well. Yeah. Because, no, like... I'm going to go in there and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to battle and I'm going to fight my way out of it. Yeah. So being selfless for the team isn't the same as like doubting yourself. Like you don't have to doubt yourself to be a team player. Yeah. To me, being selfless is perfect situation. Man on third base, no outs or one out. All you have to do is hit, hit a fly ball, right? Sack fly. You don't get the job done. To me, being selfless is cheering for that next guy to, that goes up to the plate to get the job done for you because you didn't do it. That's what selfless is to me. Like, yeah. I didn't get the job done. Okay, you pick me up and you do it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But not saying But some, like, some players will like, they won't get the job done. And then they go sit at the end of the dugout and put their head in their hands and slam their bat on the ground. Yeah. And I just don't think that's right. Yeah. I think it ruins the team morale. Yeah, for sure. It, it doesn't just bring you down, but it brings everyone else down too. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, what selfless is. Yeah, not the other thing. <laughs> or like if your your teammate makes an error on the field, all right, I got you. Like, I'm going to make a diving play now. Yeah, or like I'm going to turn double play. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. I think that's a very good, like that's a good balance between, like you don't have to be self-doubting or self-deprecating to be a team player. You can still be like a confident guy and be a team player. And it goes kind of hand in hand with like the whole being flashy thing. Yeah. But you know what I absolutely love? Like, there was a player on the Mets when we played St. Lucie a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And, like, he was, like, one for 20 to start the year. <laughs> and he gets his first 
it's his first game playing all week, and it's like a Friday game. So he hasn't played for like five days. And he steps into the box for his first at-bat. He takes a takes a tough pitch for a ball, spits on the ground, grabs his cup, and he's like, all right, let's go. To be going through it, to be going through it, like going through the struggle of, of hitting, he hasn't played for a few days. To step in the box, take one pitch, spit on the ground and grab his nuts, <laughs> and like act like, act like he's literally acting like he's hitting five hundred. Yeah, that's some that that's full belief in himself. Yeah, and it doesn't. It's not like disrespectful to the pitcher. Like he's not like showing him up. He's not showing up the other team. Yeah, he's not just at all. Like you can just see his confidence within himself. Yes, it's just completely self confidence. Yeah. Same thing with, like, if you hit a triple or, like, a standing double and you go on the bases and, like, do a celebration to your team. There's, like, a big difference between, like, that guy that's obnoxious and that guy that's really just, like, yeah, I just did that. Mm -hmm. It's just such a big reoccurring thing because people are trying to change baseball to be a little more exciting. But then at the same time, like, when you're struggling, but you still still walk around like you're the man. Yeah. Like, I feel like... You could try to do too much. Yeah. I don't know. That's why there is a fine line, right? Yeah. Between like... I don't know. Baseball's weird. Acting like you're so good and also being confident. It's a, it's a really hard place to be in. Yeah. It's like hard to find out who you want to be as a player. Yeah. Like, do you want to be that good guy that's quiet? Or do you want to be like the guy who knows he's good and is confident? And like, how does it affect your play? Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's different. I guess so. Some guys go up to the plate angry. Yeah. And then for me, I walk up to the plate, and in my head, I'm just like, la di da di da Yeah, exactly. I think maybe the main thing is not, like, or just letting every player be who they are. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's Do you see how hard of a topic it is, though? Yeah. That's just baseball. Baseball is so weird. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more talks. All right. Peace out.